Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, good eye, Mike. Back from Australia. Yeah, welcome home, man. I, you Thank know, you. It, it, I have I have friends from college that now they're they're not Ravens fans. They're actually fans of that team down in Washington. But we'd be out in a bar, and if someone was in the bathroom when they scored touchdowns and all that stuff. They'd keep people physically in the bathroom until something bad happened, and then they'd allow them to come back out. So you're lucky that we allowed you back in the country, TK, and, uh, you know, because, man, are our Ravens on quite a roll. Yeah, yeah, I got held up by customs a little bit, and they said, well, Ravens are 2-0 while you're gone, so you might have to stay abroad, but... Once the 49ers went up early, I was like, oh, boy, what did I come back for? Should have just stayed over there. But, um, yeah, yeah, had a great trip. Glad to be back. You know, it was 75 and sunny over there, and now it's, mm. you know, in the 30s and raining and snowing and hailing and whatever. Welcome but to nasty, nasty winter. It's not even pretty. It can't even be yeah. pretty winter weather. It's, you know, just cold rain. Ugh. Yeah, pretty nasty. But. We are back after a couple-week hiatus. Uh, the Ravens get three wins in that span. Uh, most recently, the buzzer-beater kick by Justin Tucker sent the Ravens to a 20-17 win over the San Francisco 49ers. So um, we are going to do our usual. We'll talk about the offense, defense, and special teams. We'll hand out a game ball and talk about our pop of the week. Uh, we'll go inside the bank with Michael Long, who braved the elements. It was in in the bank uh, for the game against the 49ers, and we will look forward to week 14 at the Buffalo Bills. So, interesting game against the 49ers. Really good team, in my opinion. Let's yeah. start with the offense. What, what are some of the things that you saw that, that stood out to you? Well, I mean, thank God for Lamar Jackson. I mean, what, what a player. What more can you say? I mean, over 100 yards rushing, again, you know, from the quarterback position. Played, I think, or, or passed, I should say, a, a lot better than I expected, considering the conditions. Um, didn't didn't quite match, uh, you know, Jimmy G, stat for stat, on, you know, through the air. But, of course, his legs set him apart, as always. But you know, had a touchdown through the air, ran for a touchdown. He continues to be fantastic. Offensive line did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it more as the as the pod goes on. I'm sure McCarry had a fantastic game for oh, his yeah. first NFL start at center. Um, the rest of the line continues to perform exceptionally well. The tight ends, your boy, Mark Andrews, you know, again with a fantastic showing. Um, our, you know, Hayden Hurst with a couple huge, huge catches, and he actually got a game ball from Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this this offense is week to week tremendous. It's adaptive. It's just just about unstoppable as you can be in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers are so talented up front. And it seemed like they kind of did, like, a good job against the Ravens' offense. Absolutely. But, like, we still put up 178 yards on the ground. 
Yeah, I mean, like, no and mistake. If, yeah, this was a very good 49ers team. Their defense is excellent. Their offense is just the kind. I mean, we'll talk about this when we talk about our defense more, but their offense is just the type of offense to hurt our defense and make it hard if our de- if our offense can't score every time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't have like the the track meet kind of games that the, that we had against the Texans and the Rams. But again, we're we're able to do uh, just enough to to pull out a win. Um, you know, had had Lamar Jackson's first fumble of the season. You know, something that we were kind of concerned about last year with was his ball security while carrying. But you know, it, it took like a really nice play by by I believe it was Morris. Uh, after a really nice game by Lamar to rip it away from him and recover it. That um, was a really fantastic yeah. strip of the ball. I mean, because you think, and not to not to to interrupt you there, but that you know, watching the highlights again. I mean, and I, I not that I didn't recognize it as, as I watched the game too, but you know, Lamar was really protecting the ball well. It's not mm-hmm. like he was running around. You know, sure, he he only had it in one arm. I mean, he hadn't. You know, he didn't close it. But for a guy that was, you know, running hard with the football, you know, that isn't necessarily going to be able to cover with two hands at the time, he couldn't do anymore. He was doing yeah. a pretty good job of securing that football. And, and man, that was a hell of a play to strip the ball yeah. away from It was. I mean, this is a really good 49ers team. Again, the Ravens offense was, was able to do enough. Uh, I think a lot of the credit, like you said, has to go to the offensive line and, uh, Patrick McCarry making his first career start, um, first start at, at center against that defensive front that the 49ers have. I mean, Greg Roman said they have first rounders coming off the bench, uh, which is pretty ridiculous that the amount of talent that they have up there. And given those elements uh, that were out there, no fumbled snaps, anything like that. Really impressive performance by him. Um, Big time. Ronnie Stanley as well, going up against a guy like Nick Bosa. Who's, who's made such an impact throughout the rest of the year. And I think Bosa finished with one tackle, no tackles for a loss, no sacks, anything like that. So the offensive line deserves a ton of credit for, for the performance that the Ravens were able to put up. No doubt. And I'll be honest with you. I, I do think as well as the Ravens offensively, I think still played yesterday. There's no question that the elements took its toll. I think, you know, especially in the passing game, I think the Ravens would have been that much more dangerous. Now, granted, so probably would have the 49ers. So that's, you know, it's a two-way street. But you just think about the offensive output, different different ways they might have chosen to attack that defense um, that, you know, we didn't see. So, you know, it, 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 it was all the more impressive for the Ravens to – win ugly and I hesitate to say ugly because I really don't think it was an ugly game it was a fantastic mm-hmm. football game yeah. but in a in in a way they proved that they could win the ugly you know obviously bad weather football game yeah yeah I mean the close game and more more so exactly. than an ugly game they won a close game which you know they did uh, a couple times early on in the season and, and not so much recently but, um, yeah, it's really nice to see them win in this way, especially, you know, I guess the six-minute drill to end the game uh, leading to the game-winning field goal to be able to possess the ball in that way uh, when the 49ers know exactly what you're going to be doing and to still be able to do it 
is really impressive. So like you said, not necessarily an ugly game, but a close game. And uh, the Ravens show that they had the medal on the offense uh, to pull it out. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you just keep looking at this team and there are just special, special elements. You know, obviously Lamar is having the season he's having, but the offensive line gelling as well as they have. You know, the addition of Mark Ingram on offense. I You just, it's so obvious when you look at all these crazy post-game, you know, post-game press conferences, and he is hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, big trust, woo, woo, you know, all that <laughs> ridiculousness. And it is I want to be his best friend. Let me just say that right now. I think he seems like a cool ass dude. So I'll just put that aside. But what, I mean, what he must have added to that locker room on the offensive side of the ball to have that dominant sort of personality that, you know, to help Lamar out because Lamar being a second year guy, first year is a, you know, full season starting quarterback, all, you know, all of that the stuff well, you know he was coming into the season and to have a guy like Ingram you know almost like in in ways Shannon Sharp now different because they're on different sides of the ball but back in 2000 when Shannon Sharp came and kind of was able to shoulder some of that media burden and team leadership responsibility from Ray Lewis you know it's that same kind of thing that you know Ingram has been able to do offensively for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson and, you know, he just – how many awesome runs yesterday. I mean, first down runs for eight, nine yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, just no granted, he gets stopped at the line occasionally too. But, God, he is just fantastic. I can't say any more good things about him. He's just yeah, I could, I could not agree more about the, about the media thing. I mean, you kind of need somebody that like that who is willing to be in the limelight more so than – Lamar and you know despite Lamar like dancing around and stuff like that he's he seems like a fairly quiet and humble guy but to have a guy like Mark Ingram around to kind of steal that spotlight a little bit I guess it, it is definitely working in Lamar's favor I just want to talk about Ronnie Stanley real quick how much is he going to get paid a lot of money a lot I mean he has been a so valuable he's 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 played nearly every snap this year he's he's played really well against some really good edge defenders most recently Nick Bosa like I mentioned and he has been vital to Lamar Jackson's success in the pocket uh, our offensive against, line is about to get really expensive really quickly yeah um in between our two tackles especially um and mm-hmm. Bozeman's continuing to play well at left guard mm-hmm um, you know, Yonda, you know, hopefully we get another couple of years out of Yonda. Um, but that said, shoot, if we want a Super Bowl, yeah, he could ride off into the sunset. So that that would be helpful in, in cap respects. Um, but yeah, our offensive line is gonna get real expensive real fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of Yonda, I don't know if you noticed this, but on a late uh third and one conversion, he and Lamar were at the bottom of the pile. And I think they knew that they had kind of iced the game and got into field goal range with that first with the first down conversion. 
And uh, they're just at the bottom of the pile, just smacking each other on the helmet, celebrating already. I don't know if you noticed that, but that was a really cool moment. Just like a longtime vet uh, and, and Lamar just celebrating on the ground before the game was even over. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. And, you know, that's the amazing thing about Lamar. You know, it, it all, even guys like Yonda. Now, not that Yonda is going to like hate his quarterback. I mean, you're never going to rarely do you see something like that. But a guy who was like best friends with Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. you know, one of those guys that was, you know, part of that crew, you know, Flacco, Yonda, Pitta, you know, yeah. and, you know, he has apparently bonded with Lamar quite a bit. And now some of that, I'm sure, is Yonder reaching out to make sure he bonds with his quarterback. But a lot of that, to me, is Lamar. I mean, we keep reading about all these fantastic stories about Lamar going into the training room and, you know, just checking on everybody that's getting their stuff done and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, some of the unprompted things that Lamar seems to be doing. I mean, after... After last week's game, I think it was Willie Sneed was talking about how he had a heart-to-heart with Lamar after the season last year. And they talked about all the things he had to do, you know, to be a better quarterback, to be a better teammate, to be a better leader and all that stuff. And it's it's obvious he's a guy that takes things to heart. It's obvious he's a guy that has that little bit extra you know, not just talent-wise, but he, he appears to get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you even go back, okay, I mean, this is, I don't proclaim to know everything about RG3, and I'm not trying to say that RG3 is, is a bad guy. But I think everyone would agree that when he was blowing up with the Redskins for that period where he was Superman, he would make comments and do some things and it was all about RG three and, you know, you could tell there was, yeah, you know, we'll see about the character concern. You know, you don't see that with Lamar. He is one of the most humble. You know, I, I just, I guess humble is the best way to describe it. He just, he seems like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly does. And, it's it's great to see. I, I'd rather I'd rather him much rather him be like this than uh, I I don't know more uh, than uh, more Baker Mayfield. Eh, yeah, I wouldn't even say that. More yeah, a little bit more of a run in his mouth a little bit. I would I would much rather him be like this. Oh, but, um, seven days a week, twice yes. on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Did you have anything else to add on the offense? I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, not not really. I mean, I, just that I, I love our tight end. I love our tight ends. I love Patrick Ricard. I I love our offense. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. I mean, I forget who. Oh man, it's slipping my mind who's commentating the game yesterday. But uh, they were saying like the yards really don't matter because the Ravens' offense is going to pick up the yards. It's you know, so so which takes things like field position out of the game. What you have to do, I guess, is be risky on fourth down and and steal possessions away from them. And and mm-hmm. you know the Ravens' offense is becoming the offense that you want to keep off the field. Just like you know we talked about with with our matchups with teams like the Chiefs and last year the Saints and things like that. Keep the other offense off the field, and uh, you know we'll be in good shape. Now other teams are trying to do that with us, and you see that. 
You definitely saw that yesterday with um, with the Niners, and maybe we'll flip it over the defense now. When th- with them going for it a-, a few times on fourth down, and and milking the clock pretty early on, um, you know, to just try to maintain that time of possession and not let Lamar get onto the field. Um, but I think that the defense did a really good job yesterday. I, I mean, I'm I was pretty impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he played pretty well. Um, you know, all things considered. But uh, our, our defense was was up to the task. They did definitely show a few weaknesses, but uh, did again did just enough to pull out a win against a really good team. I agree with you. You know, let me circle back around on a couple of your points there. First off, I can't agree with you more about Jimmy G. I mean, Garoppolo showed me quite a bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he played extremely well. You know, able to make plays. You know, not not scrambling quite like Lamar does, certainly, but plays in the pocket. I mean, there was that one sort of toss to Mostert that was kind of like out of nowhere yeah. that he got the first down. You know, so he really showed me quite a bit. I, I was very impressed with Garoppolo. I think they have a very bright future with him as their quarterback. I, I have a pretty strong feeling about that. Um, but But, yeah, he showed me quite a bit. Um, you know, back to the fourth down conversation i think you put that really well about stealing possessions because that's like i hadn't really thought about it that way but the whole going for it on fourth down thing has been so huge for the ravens offense this year i mean and kudos to the to harbaugh kudos i mean massive kudos to harbaugh because it's obviously mostly his decision um but you know the whole stat you know driven outlook I mean, that's just phenomenal. I, I love every bit about that, and this is the offense that can take advantage of it. We know it, and we're making it happen. I just think that is phenomenal. Um, you know, if you know, if Harbaugh is not coach of the year, considering the injuries, considering the innovative offense and remaking the team to match Lamar and. All of that, it's going to be ridiculous. But a big reason is these fourth down calls, because that's all John Harbaugh. I mean, when it comes down to it, going forward on fourth down is the head coach's decision, and that is a big reason why we're winning these games. It's a massive. I mean, just from, you know, from not only extending that drive that you're currently on, but like you just said, stealing the possession from the other team where normally you'd be punting the football. I mean, it's just the swing there in momentum is massive. Yeah, but yeah, for last, sure. but but last but not least, you know, I think it was a definitely a bend don't break, you know, game for the defense. There definitely are things that they need to clean up. You know, as as we mentioned, you know the the runs to the outside were killer. You know, certainly we're not necessarily going to face a guy with the speed that Mostert has every week. I think that caught, that obviously caught the team by surprise. I don't think you're going to see, I, I don't think, certainly don't hope that you're going to see it, a, a, an exhibition like that against the Ravens every week. But that said, mm-hmm. as good as the defense has played the last several weeks, I still contend that it's a defense that you can overpower. This is the kind of offense for the 49ers 
that can beat the Ravens. Obviously, they very well could have won the game this week. So, you know, it's definitely the power running game, whether inside or outside. Obviously, they were able to clog them up pretty good in the middle. I think they had pretty good pass rush even up the middle quite a bit throughout the game. But they're obviously going to have to clean up, you know, the edge rushing. I think, you know, Chuck Clark, I mean, holy crap. He is he's an absolute beast. I mean, I, I really think we should start playing, go back to some hybrid 3-4 and Chuck Clark be the middle linebacker. I mean, I'm on, honestly starting to think more and more, you know, or maybe the weak side, however you want to do it. But the guy can rush the passer. He did it quite a quite a bit yesterday, mm-hmm. and and you know he had the one sh- the obviously the strip sack, but you know he was all over the place. Massive hit at the end of the second quarter um, to hold them where they were on the field goal. I mean, more and more he is just a fantastic player. I mean, you think about how the Ravens are using their DBs right now, and you know having. Car be that hybrid safety corner you know you've obviously got Earl Thomas and then you've got you know these three amazing cornerbacks now obviously next year I think you'd have to hopefully they re-sign Peters right mm-hmm. you know you've got I think we can probably imagine Jimmy Smith would go but you know if you're going to re-sign Peters but if you're able to keep Carr you get Tavon Young back to plug into that you know, Jimmy Smith spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. And then you, you're moving Chuck Carr and maybe Thomas around between that middle linebacker position. And that, I, I mean, I'm down with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then you add, even add in a guy like Iman Marshall, who was drafted this year, another big, yep. strong corner. And, uh, I mean, that's still, again, a really good group next year. Yeah. Know, with the guys you, that you rotate, back. you know, you get a, maybe a, a true defensive end, you know, to add to that pass rush. You get a couple athletic linebackers to, you know, either play the middle if Clark's, on, you know, on the weak side or vice versa, you know, to help, with, you know, help beef up when you need to, you know. But I think that's that's something the Ravens should consider. I mean, because let's face it, let's face it. That's what they're essentially using right now all the time. Now, is that out of design or necessity? I think it, it's more necessity at this point. Um, but I think it could easily be by design and be incredibly effective depending on who else they, they, they continue to, you know, add into that formula. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I just want to circle back really quick on on the the edge rushes. The 49ers run game is really good. Um, the combination of having their offensive line and a speed guy like Mostert, who who has quite a bit of power too, you saw saw it a few times uh, in the game. They also have George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk, who are just so good at, at run blocking as well. I mean, to have so that, good. that kind of athleticism in blockers, uh, you know, to, to have misdirection with the blockers themselves. Um, the good news for the Ravens is that nobody else has that. You know, they're not going to see it until potentially a Super Bowl rematch with the 49ers. And 
at that and point, we can yes. only hope there's an upset somewhere down the line in the <laughs> NFC, so we don't right. have to see them again. Right, but but my point is, the 49ers are the only team that that can kind of do that. The other Absolutely. team that that took advantage of the Ravens a little bit on the edges was the Browns, and that was well before all of these defensive adjustments were made. You know, adding guys like Bynes and Fort and um, and Marcus Peters, obviously. So there's no guarantee that the Browns could do this anyway. The, the 49ers are really the only team in the league with the personnel to be able to effectively do this. So while other teams are going to try to exploit this edge thing, I don't think – like it just doesn't seem like other people have the players to kind of pull it off. That being said, people are going to try, and the Ravens' edge defenders and the corners are going to have to tackle a lot better than they did yesterday – they're going to have to set the edge a lot better than they've been doing. But again, I don't think it doesn't seem like another team is going to be able to do this to the Ravens defense. I don't think so. I mean, hopefully this was, this is the wake up call. If you even want to call that a wake up call as well as the defense has been playing and as well as they played really against the 49ers. But, you know, that's definitely an area that needs to be fixed. You know, I was watching a little bit of the press conferences you know, Harbaugh certainly believes that's something that can be cleaned up. So I don't think it's a, you know, a personnel issue. I think it's just a, you know, that that was the area we were able to be exploited in bad weather. You know, I think more than anything. Um, but, uh, you know, just circling back around real quick to to, to Juszczyk and Kittle. It, they're both fantastic. It mm-hmm. makes me cry a little bit seeing Juszczyk. He was one of my absolute favorite Ravens. Um, loved when we drafted. I mean, just everything about the versatile fullback. Of course, now we've taken that to the extreme with Ricard. Um, but uh, love, love Kyle Juszczyk and Kittle. Just fantastic player. I mean, from blocking to that fantastic diving grab, kind of out of nowhere, you know, in the middle of the game. Um, you know, he he really con- he had a quiet game, which which says a lot. I mm-hmm. think about the fact of who we had covering him. I think he saw a lot of our, our top cover guys on Kittle, which is what should have happened as good as yep. he is. Um, but, but yeah, those two players are fantastic. I really hope we do not see them again. I and and, and by that, of course, I mean, they don't make the Super Bowl when we do. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes, but that was a just fantastic game bruising affair and uh you know good to see us come out in the end with another automatic win yeah yeah and and even at the end of the game i think the ravens rush defense really shored up quite a bit i mean i think on their last seven or eight carries they only averaged three and a half and i think the adjustment was just as simple as spreading the defensive line out so that they were a little bit wider and, you know, that made it a little bit easier to set the edge. So, I mean, sometimes the adjustments that are made are that simple. And, and, you know, maybe that adjustment should have been made earlier on in the game. But, you know, going forward, if there is a rematch, you know, that's something to watch out for. What are the, what are the adjustments that each team makes after having yeah, each team had a lot of success on the ground? So, like you said, an automatic kick at the end let's let's switch it over to the special teams i thought it was a really good day for the special teams and of course the first thing that we got to talk about is our fantastic kicker justin tucker 
what more can you say? I mean, I loved the fact they all carried him off the field and he's doing the goat. I'm assuming that's what he was doing. The goat, you know, horns, I guess, uh, on his head with his fingers. I mean, that whole thing was fantastic. And I loved his whole, he came in and started saying something about big trust, you know, in (laughs) in his uh, press conference. It's just hilarious. Um, Everything about Justin Zucker is fantastic. I mean, I, I I I want to go out and eat Royal Farms right now. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, imagine not having him, and that's what every oh. other team in the league has to deal with. Like, I mean, the Ravens pretty much conceded kicking a 48, 49-yard field goal in those conditions and just decided, yeah, Tucker's got it, no problem. Yeah. I mean— there's, I don't think there's another team in the league that can rely on their kicker like that. I mean, there's no. certainly a lot of really good kickers in the league. That's not what I'm saying. But to just settle for that rather than, oh. you know, trying oh. to run another another play or something like that when you have the timeout in your pocket uh, and Absolutely. just to trot him out there it is pretty amazing. Yeah, it. I mean, just look at just look at the other other side of the field. I mean, that first off, the end of the second half. Was, I thought the clock management by the Niners was crazy. You know, yeah, it's not strange, for right? it's not for a couple of those big Mostert runs. They wouldn't have gotten anywhere near running. You know, kick. You know, kicking a field goal. But mm-hmm. you know, you think about that. Like he was only a couple yards. Was he a, only a couple yards deeper than than Tucker's kick? Yeah, I think, but. But his was short and to the right, and you know Tucker's was essentially you know down the middle with yards to spare. Mm-hmm. You know if if the heartbreak of Billy Cundiff is what brought us the blessing of Justin Tucker, I'll go through that heartbreak every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, what a blessing in disguise, I guess. I mean, you can look back at it that way, but. Yeah, that it was it was the it was the off season right after that in yeah. which Tucker came, and uh, he's and been here for a long a time now. There was a competition between yeah. Cundiff and Tucker. I mean, Tucker mm-hmm. was a rookie then uh, in Undrafted 2012 rookie, yeah. when we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, think about how great he's been and how amazing his. I mean, what a great way to start your career, obviously, on a Super Bowl winning team, making the winning kick. You know, I mean, everything about Tucker's career, I mean, it's pretty magical at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you you mentioned uh, Gold's kick that missed short at the end of the first half. That was blocked. By that Martin it Humphrey. was. Yeah, so another, another big special teams play because who knows? I mean, that could have gone in and that makes it a completely different game, uh, you know, coming to the end there. And... Uh, yeah, Marlon Humphrey, first career block kick. I mean, that was a huge play. Another another really big play by the special teams. And then another big play was the punt by Sam Cook and Chris Moore, uh, you know, kind of scooping it off the goal line there to down the ball at the one-yard line. I mean, that was an incredible play as well. Incredible. He just, he just basically, um, how do I want to say this in a nice way? Um, he... he justified his roster spot let's just say that i mean i don't know if that was quite in a nice way but still you know it's true nonetheless i mean fantastic play 
I mean, gold star, you know, highlight reel, everything about that play was pretty freaking fantastic. Um, I guess my only, and I know, and, and this is sort of going off on a tangent here, so I apologize, but I find it interesting that, you know, if you, let's say you're scoring a touchdown, the ball only has to cross the plane, mm-hmm. you know, but in that situation, it actually has to touch the ground because you can't tell me that that ball hadn't crossed the plane. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't want to, I'm not yeah. complaining, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely over the goal line a good bit that would have been a touchdown, quote unquote, you yeah. know, had it been a ball carrier. I just find it interesting that that rule doesn't apply in that same instance. Is that a weird, weird thing to think? I hadn't never even thought about it that way, but I'm glad it worked know, out in the Ravens' favor. I don't know why favorite. that occurred to me as I was watching those replays yesterday. I guess just because it was so close mm-hmm. that it made me think about that. Um, but anyway, just oddball, oddball thought as I was watching those replays yesterday. But, you know, back to the subject at hand. I mean, Chris Moore made an absolutely fantastic play. It was, and it was crucial to winning the ball game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to flip the field position in that situation was huge. And then, uh, you know, the resulting punt uh, ended up being a pretty nice return by DeAnthony Thomas, who has made quite a difference since joining the team. So uh, kind of all around the board in each aspect of special teams itself, there were impact plays that happened against the 49ers that, you know, really, really had a hand in, in winning the game. Yeah, I mean, it was special teams were special this weekend. There's no question about that. And, you know, Thomas, I mean, how great is that to see, you know, just some, you know, and we just need confidence, you know, return the ball with confidence, catch the ball with confidence, just get some yards. You don't have to take it to the house, you know, every time, but just get some positive yards, catch the ball. And he's doing a little bit more than that, which is great, but just be as a fan. That's what I want out of my returner. Mm-hmm. I don't need the, oh, shit, it's about to be, you know, or make right. another punt. You know, I I, I want to have some confidence. And at least right now, and Anthony's providing me with that. And uh, it's a nice little security blanket to have. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, the offense is going to move the ball. So, like, field position and having massive returns and all that may not be the biggest deal for this offense. Like you said, just catching it, let Lamar do his thing, might be even more important than that. But he has had some nice returns, and I think that he is going to break one soon. I mean, he, he's been really, really close on a couple over these past few weeks, and, and I think at some point uh, it's just going to take one more slip tackle and he'll be off to the races, and I think he's going to bring one back soon. And, you know, it sounds like we're going to get Brendan Trollwick back now, yes. um, You know, which is a huge addition to the special teams unit both, you know, on the the return and the coverage team. So that's going to be that's going to be big for just potentially that that uh, that big uh, Anthony return. You just you just uh, yeah. predicted. Yep, absolutely. So those are our three phases. Um, let's move on to give out a game ball. Who you got? My game ball is going to Chuck Clark. I mean, just an unsung unsung defensive player I, I just continues to be fantastic you know i i already lauded him um a, a ton throughout the throughout the pot already but 
just just fantastic game yet again. He's made such an amazing difference since he's taken the reins and gotten settled. Chuck Clark gets my game ball. I'm going to go with Patrick McCarry. We mentioned before, first start at center. Um, no weird snaps in these terrible conditions of the game. Really good D-line that he had to dealt, deal with, and, and he did a fantastic job. Um, very comfortable with him moving forward, even as a uh, undrafted rookie. So, again, you know, a nice find by the Ravens' front office uh, on a guy who is going to end up being an impact starter as long as he can go here. And, uh, yeah, just just really, really happy with the with it, the way that he played. So Chuck Clark and Patrick McCarry uh, get our game balls. And now how about your pop of the week? My pop of the week, I'm going to double it up. Chuck Clark. Now, a lot of people would go with the, his strip sack. I'm going back to the, the hit I mentioned earlier in the pod. The, the hit on Mostert at the end of the second half kept them where they, where they ended up kicking from. Now, obviously, Humphrey also had a bit of a block there, but it was still a miss, and that was a massive play and a massive pop. So that's my pop of the week. Yeah, it seemed like he came out of nowhere there. I mean, he came from his deep spot in the defense and made a really nice play. Um, I'm going to go with the pass breakup that Chris Wormley had uh, at the— Big Worm! Yep, just just before the Ravens got the ball back for the final time there. It was a fourth and one. Um, Garoppolo dropped back to pass. Wormley initially got a really good pass rush and you know was looking for Greg Kittle—or George Kittle, I'm sorry— and uh, Earl Thomas had good good coverage on him, so I don't know what would have happened there. But the pass breakup there was huge. I mean, there's no way that felt good. I mean, a cold, rainy day, having a football rammed into your hand from not too far away couldn't have felt good. But it was a it was a great play by Wormley and ended up icing the game um, down the line. So that's my pop of the week as well. So let's see. Now let's go inside the bank, Michael Long, as I mentioned was uh, out there in the rainstorm, in the cold, uh, cheering on our Ravens. So let's go and see what the atmosphere was like inside the bank. All right, now we welcome on Michael Long, our chief correspondent from Baltimore in M&T Bank Stadium. He was in the house uh, for that thrilling win against the 49ers. Mike, how you doing? Welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's uh Always good after a win. Just finally got all all the clothes dry from Sunday. But uh, all in all, great day on Sunday. Knocking off a you know, potential Super Bowl contending team. And, uh, and we kept it moving. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about the weather. I mean, really like a gross day out there. How do you think that impacted the crowd? Did that impact you guys at all? And, uh, you know, how, how do you think it compared to, you know, just another regular season game in Baltimore. Yeah. Well, I think we were all pretty disappointed kind of, you know, looking at the forecast all week, obviously we don't want to be sitting out in 35 degrees and rain. Um, especially when it's this good of a matchup, you know? Um, but I mean, the crowd showed up full force. I, I was kind of, I guess, pleasantly surprised on how many people, I mean, it, it's a, best team in the AFC arguably versus arguably the best team in the NFC so obviously there were going to be a lot of people there but just in those weather conditions just how many people showed up and you know sat out there in the weather I think the players showed a lot of appreciation on like social media afterwards for that but uh 
you know, I guess it compared just to like any other kind of home game. I mean, the crowd got into it, third downs, fourth downs later in the game when it got to be those critical situations. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, it was, it was wet, it was cold, but, um, kind of worth it to see that kind of matchup, uh, in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned that, you know, the fans kind of stuck around for the whole game, despite the weather. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. Like usually, you know, people duck out a little bit early if they get uncomfortable or whatever, but, but that's a pretty good sign that people are locked in on this team and and buying in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially because it was such a close game. I mean, the 49ers kind of hit us in the mouth a little bit on that first drive. We're finally trailing in a game. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time we were losing, especially that early in a game. Um, but being able to put together that like first half performance and be leading at halftime and then kind of just keep pushing along and holding on at the end of the game. Um, I think the game kind of dictated the crowd a little bit. I'm sure if we kind of were up 10 points, I don't know if that many people would have been, you know, sitting in their seats for all that, but um, just the way that it kind of played out and the way that there was a lot of drama at the end and us being able to hold onto the ball for those last six plus minutes. Um, you know, and Tucker obviously doing his thing, but yeah, the crowd, I thought it was, uh, it was a good showing for everybody, especially given the conditions. Yeah, for sure. And then I wanted to talk about the Tucker kick, kick really quick. Um, when he gets out there in that situation, is it kind of just money in the bank, you know, it's going in or holding your breath and, you know, what is the crowd like in those type of moments? Well, there's obviously a lot of energy in the stadium because the game is on the line, but just anytime he's on the field, it's it's automatic. I mean, I I had no doubt that he was going to make that kick. Like it could have been snowing, it was thirty five pouring down rain. It could have been any weather conditions, and I would have been fully confident that he was going to make that. And sure enough, it's right down the middle. But uh, maybe I'm just blind to him potentially missing. I wasn't at the Saints game last year where he had that big miss, but. Mm-hmm. And just all of my experiences, however long he's been our kicker, you know, last 10, 10 plus years, it's just, it's such a luxury to have. And we definitely take it for granted, but he is just, he is just money in those situations. Yeah, it's it's so easy to take him for granted. I mean, I think the stat is what, like 38 straight fourth quarter field goal makes. I mean, yeah. And I, and I think ridiculous. the last one, I think the last one I saw a clip, it was in San Francisco. And his mm-hmm. foot slipped with their crappy field turf that they have out there, whatever it was in Levi Stadium in that first year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he's got his legs underneath him, it's it's almost a certainty he's going to make it. Which, knock on wood, I, hopefully I'm not jinxing anything right now. we got to have a lot of big games coming up the rest of this year. But um, it's certainly a luxury to have him you know, on our side. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And and speaking of big games coming up, you are going to be in Buffalo for this game. Uh, have you ever been up to Buffalo? And, and what are you looking forward to up there? No, it's first first time trip. We're checking out, you know, the Bills Mafia scene. Uh, we were we saw it on the schedule as a December game and thought to ourselves, like, gotta go. I mean, hope we were hoping for you know winter weather, some snow up there. It looks like the forecast is actually going to be a little nice to us. It's like 45 and sunny. But um, we're going to try to get out there early, wander around the tailgate, see what's going on, see if we can catch any of those infamous videos of uh, Bills fans acting acting up. But um, it couldn't be a better matchup. I mean, the Bills, 
one game behind the Pats, fighting for their division, and we're trying to, you know, lock up home field. So, um, you know, couldn't ask for a better matchup, and it's going to be an exciting one up there for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really fun. Like you said, it's not as Buffalo as it could get with uh, with some actually pretty decent weather, but two really good teams. Like you said, the Bills chasing that division. I mean, they haven't been in this kind of spot in quite a while, so I think they're going to be pretty fired up uh, up there, so it'll be uh, quite a scene. Um I'm excited I, to see I'm excited to see how our defense uh, uh, challenges Josh Allen. I just the the amount that we blitz Jimmy Garoppolo and the amount of pressure we've been able to put on not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo, but these other top tier quarterbacks like Watson and Brady and Russell Wilson. And I it was the same thing going into the Cincinnati game. I thought we would just bully uh, Finley. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're just going to try to put as much pressure on Josh Allen as we can and hope that he makes some mistakes. And I think we're just going to put on a defensive show up there, which would make it more fun for us going up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As long, long trip to get up there. Um, it should be a fun one for sure. Um, let's see. You got a prediction for a score. Maybe where Holly and I are going to talk about this next. Um, I'll give us, I don't know about a score, but I'll give us like a, a two score win. Maybe we'll win by like 13, 14 points. Yep. That's what uh, I we'll, got too. I think we'll run it all, all over them and then put a good defensive show up. A couple, couple big turnovers. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a, coming back Monday with a win. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Mike, thank you again. We will talk to you. Let's see. Maybe we'll get you on after the Buffalo game just to see what it was like up there uh, yeah, for, for sure. a road game. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you to Michael. We got a few more home games here uh, that that he'll be joining us for, and uh, he'll he'll be back to discuss those as well. But now it's time for us to look forward to Week 14 as the Ravens travel up to Buffalo to take on the Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills, who sit at nine and three. Uh, kind of a surprising record there. I predicted them to be pretty good uh, at the beginning of the year, but I did not predict 9-3. and three. They are just one game out of the AFC East as the Patriots lost this week, which actually means good things for the Ravens, too. But this is going to be a tough matchup. What are some of the things that you're looking for on both sides of the ball here uh, for the Ravens to get out of Buffalo with a win? You know, I it's uh, the Buffalo Bills are an interesting team. I You know, they've got a good young quarterback, I think. You know, the the biggest thing for me on defense is not to let Allen run around and make a bunch of plays. You know, he is one of the surprisingly because he's a bigger dude, but he's kind of like a, a Ben Roethlisberger, you know, running around big bodied guy uh, who's who's a lot more agile than you anticipate. Um, so really, to me, it's going to be mostly about, you know, trying to you know, spy that quarterback and, you know, try to keep him from making too many big plays throughout the game. Yeah, for sure. I got my eye on, on uh, Devin Singletary coming out of the backfield and he's, he's another back that has a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. You know, they don't have the offensive line that the Niners do, but you know, Devil Sing- Devin Singletary is definitely a guy that can, that can make some plays uh, on the ground and, and can catch the ball a little bit too. So, uh, you know, whether it's watch Allen out for that legs. speedy John Brown. Former, yeah, we know former him. Raven with the uh, revenge game. Yeah, 
Yeah, we know him. He's, he actually had a throwing touchdown this past week. He did. Those tricky, yeah. tricky Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And then they have another uh, an- another well-known wide receiver, the, their slot guy, Cole Beasley. He's just got a knack for getting open and, and being that annoying little slot receiver. So another guy to watch out for there. So they have some talent on the offensive side. I mean, Allen's got the big, big arm. You know, they'll they'll challenge down the field. Uh, quite a little bit with uh, Andre Roberts so and, and John Brown, as you mentioned. Uh, it's going to be quite a challenge for the corners and uh, Earl Thomas and Chuck Clark to keep those in front of them. But uh, on the defensive side is where they might be even better. You know, they have some really good players, guys like Lorenzo Alexander, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Tredavious White, and uh, they have Micah Hyde at the safety position. You know, it's a really solid defense. They're third in yards allowed uh, in the NFL, so they, they tend to be a little bit stifling. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what they can do against this Ravens offense. I, I, I'm still pretty confident in Lamar in that group. I am too, you know, but I think this is going to be a whole lot closer to the 49ers game than necessarily the other, you know, more recent games against some of the better teams. And I think I think the, the Bills match up better i mean and and in some respects because of the talent of allen at quarterback they're used to playing a mobile quarterback you know they don't need to necessarily worry about i mean look i he's not lamar jackson nobody is but they won't necessarily have to have that you know punt returner running the scout team and blah 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 mess that everybody seems to do because they've already got a lot of that stuff, maybe designed running plays. Maybe it's not the same, but it's still that athletic quarterback that can make plays in the backfield um, and, and getting upfield with his legs. So, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing about the Bills. You know, they've got some little wrinkles that might help them, um, you know, match the Ravens a little bit more. They might be able, while I don't know that you'll be able to take lessons learned from the 49ers and really expand on that too much i think next week is a week that potentially someone could grab something and say oh well maybe if we run singletary a little bit more of the outside here we've exposed something so i i definitely worry because to me the bills are a team that could sneak up on us for sure yeah yeah it, it's certainly possible you know they're nine and three for a reason i mean i, I they just find yeah. a way to win generally so nobody you know, circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That is true. Yeah, it's tough to circle it like they do. And they're going to have the Bills Mafia ready to go. Um, weather-wise, it doesn't look too bad. It's going to be like mid-40s and sunny. So we don't have to probably don't have to deal with like snow and all that kind of stuff that a lot of teams do when you go up there. But, you know, they, they are kind of middle of the road defending the run. And obviously, that's what the Ravens do really well. So I'll be interested to see what kind of balance that the Ravens have uh, between passing, throwing the ball and, and keeping it on the ground. You know, the stats say, I guess, that they, that they should run a little bit more. But, you know, who knows? Greg Roman's done a really good job of keeping it balanced this year. And uh, we'll see how that will continue to progress. Um, let's see. I mean, anything about anything else about the Bills that, that we need to – make sure we mention, I mean, I, I did say that they're just a game out of the division. So they have their eyes on the AFC East crown as, as the Patriots kind of stumbled against the Texans this week. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm all for it. I love seeing the Bills. You know, it it to me, the NFL is better with Buffalo being a good team, not only because they're they're giving the Pats theoretically some some uh, competition in that division, but also just the history of the Bills. I mean, I you know, having being a, a guy that grew up you know, in the, the eighties and nineties, you know, that when I was really coming of age as an NFL fan, the bills had that fantastic run. And, and look now, granted, everyone looks at that four four super bowl, you know, streak of losses as, Oh, what a terrible, they made it to four straight super bowls. You know I mean? Yeah. That was a fantastic group of players. And, you know, the bills were just a, a good fan base. And if you can't tell, I was a Buffalo bills fan. Because the Ravens weren't around yet. So, you know, it, to me, it, it's fun to see the Bills um, as a good team again. Now, that said, I, of course, want the Ravens to kick the crap out of them on Sunday. But, uh, you know, I think it's I think the the league is better when the when the Bills are a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just that fan base, too, is, is very passionate. And, and absolutely it's good to see them getting into it um, here in the city. This year, I feel like I am seeing a few more Bills fans than usual. Now that they're sitting at nine and three, you know they are New York's only team because the Jets and the Giants That's play true. over in Jersey. But you know, I am starting to see some more Bills gear around Upstate here. Upstate starting to yeah. represent. Let's go. Yeah, not saying that they're fair weather because I, I know the Bills fans are a little bit better than that, but. I think people are, are but let's face it, showing some more a, pride. They've had a touch tough stretch. As yes. much as I'm an Orioles fan and I, you know, I wear Orioles colors everywhere, you know, there are people that, you know, might not wear their Orioles colors as proudly until they finally start to win again. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's not to say they're necessarily even Fairweather fans. They're just not going to necessarily rush to grab their O's cap, you know. So I, I look at it the same way as. As for Bills fans, you know, I mean, it's awesome that they're back. I love seeing, you know, good for them. I hope we start seeing some of the folks jump with jump on their band bandwagon again and pull out those Thurman Thomas jerseys and everything else out of the closet. Mm-hmm. That is certainly true. So the Ravens are actually favored going into Buffalo. Some some places have them favored by as much as six and a half. Others wow. have nine and a half. So that's uh, crazy and, to me. That, and I mean, the over look, under. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go I was going to say the 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 over under line is set at 44. So they're not looking for a high scoring game. I think they're looking for two pretty good defenses going at it. But uh, yeah, they're they're looking at a Ravens at least winning by a touchdown. And uh, well, let's face it. Until this past week, you know, the Ravens' mo for the three games prior has been, you know keep it close in the first half and then just run away with it in the second as you just pound the team you're playing. And look, the, the, and that could very well happen to the bills. I mean, I, as much as we're, we're hyping them up right now saying, Hey, they, they're a very solid team and they are, you know, let's face it. The Rams, the Texans and the Pats are also three pretty damn good teams. So, you know, I, I don't, while I think that's crazy, you know, I, I see where Vegas is coming from. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly true. So can I get a prediction from you? You know, I, I'm going to stick with, with 
you know, I'll, you know let's, let's play with the 44 points. So I'll say you know, I'm going to say 20 to 14 Ravens. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's I, 34 points. Excuse me. I'm going to say if I do my math correctly, 30 to 14 Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to be right there. I got 31-14 Ravens, so I got them on the points and the over. I just think that the ground game is going to be a little too much, that the Bills are, like I said, statistically a little bit middle of the road against the run. Uh, I think the Ravens will take advantage of that and kind of blow it open in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I think I was, the, that same formula that, that we've seen, I think, will play. Yeah, out. I think yeah. so that being said, that would make that nine straight for the Ravens. That would put the Ravens at 11-2. and two. And thanks to the Texans last night, right now, the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. And they would keep that spot with a win. That's a pretty cool place to be. I, I can't remember the last time the Ravens were a number one seed. Yeah, man. I, it's, uh, it, it's rarefied air. I mean, let's be real. I mean, the, the Pats have pretty much just had the had that on lockdown, you know, for years and years and years, you know, occasionally maybe the Peyton Mannings of the world might step in there, but that's not something that the Ravens are ever used to seeing. Um, It's, it's exciting. I really don't know what to do with myself, man. The Ravens are quite frankly, the best team in the NFL right now. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that. Obviously there's a lot of, a, a long way to go in the season, but they, if any team out there looks like a Super Bowl team, it is our Baltimore Ravens. And holy crap, is that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty special. So the Ravens have never been the number one seed going into the playoffs. They've, they've, the highest they've been is a two seed, and the best record in franchise history is 13-3. and three. So right now they have a chance to go 14-2. and two. They have a chance to be the number one seed and have the playoffs run through Baltimore, which is really cool. And, um, I mean, yeah, obviously playing at home makes things a lot easier. But, uh, yeah, that would be that would be. Well, we really- say that, but look what happened last year in the playoffs. I mean, you know, at all, all it takes yeah. is to run into a good defense. And, you know, you never know what can happen. But, but it's always better to be at home, that is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I just had a couple notes uh, before we sign off here. I was definitely not in game shape to watch this game. I was exhausted <laughs> by the end. I mean, it got got to, uh, you know, at some point in the first half, I was like, man, like this, this half's got to be coming to a close soon. I need a break. And there were nine minutes left in the second. So <laughs> I got to, yeah, I, I really got to get back into shape uh, for that game. And uh, the other thing, Again, the pass interference rule continues to be really dumb. and uh, It does. It I, just, does. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I have a feeling we're going to see that changed in the offseason. I mean, it's it's too ridiculous not to. Oh, yeah, it was just, just an overreaction it was. To, to that Rams and Saints call. And I don't think they ever really figured out how exactly they were going to officiate it. And, you know, I, I said earlier, uh, maybe I texted it to you, without the review – you know, you just get mad at the referee getting the call wrong once, but now we're getting mad at the referee once, and then we're getting mad at the review 
So it's just like mm-hmm. doubling up on the frustration. And then sometimes mad at the the announcer if they disagree with your take on the review. You know, I mean, there's so many, yeah. <laughs> there's so many things that now I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's silly. I mean, now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to it, but it's, it's, it's stupid at this point. Yeah, whatever. I mean, nothing's going to happen with us complaining on our podcast about it. So let's see. Ravens sitting at 10 and two, number one seed in the AFC. Yes, sir. Number one in the league. Super Bowl favorites right now. We'll see if they can keep it going. Now, I, I have a question oh, for you. Before yeah. we sign off, I have, I have some fashion fashion questions for you. So I have to say, I, I have fallen in love with the color rush look. I didn't think I would ever fall in love with a full purple outfit. But I think, you know, the gold numbers is slick. I like the gold, you know, the gold stripe on the purple pants. I really like that whole setup. I and I love the all black. The Ravens have some badass uniforms at the moment. I I'm really happy with some of the color schemes. The pants seriously set it all out. I know that you know here we are talking fashion, but what do you think? I mean, I'm really digging some of the some of the combinations lately. I don't know. I don't know why that's just coming to me, but maybe it's just because we had the black this week. We had the color rush last week against the Rams. I mean, it's just. I don't know. It, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, ever since the Ravens made the redesign from like that, the winged bee logo to their yeah. new, to what we see today, they're always graded or ranked near the top of the league for their uniforms. And, and I think it's because every look that you throw out there is just so clean, Where whether it's like the white jerseys and the black pants, which I think mm-hmm. we're going to wear which, which is my guess for what we're going to wear at Buffalo or the black jersey and the white pants or the black on black or the purple on black or the black on purple and the purple on purple. And, you know, they're just all like super clean looks. They're not trying to be too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. They just look sharp, man. And it's really cool. I, I, I do really like the color rush as well. I think the only one that I may not like so much were those like mustard pants. Oh, those were terrible. Those yeah. were, yeah. That, that, those as much. that was a terrible look. Um, I would never want to see us do those again. But I, I love. I think they were the, just the wrong color. If they were like yeah, the actual gold B, if they were the right gold, they might be cooler. Yeah. I think they were just a weird mustard color, and and maybe that's something that they need to uh, take back to the workshop before they they break yeah. those out again. But I'm happy with what we got right now. You know, I I and this is just me thinking out loud as we're talking about the unis and stuff, but. You know, the, the whole thing with the shield logo, you know, I it's funny because that that whole bird with wings or the shield with wings and that whole stupid look, you know, I'm so glad that went away. It was terrible. You know, I think we can all agree with that. But I do like that the new shield mm-hmm. and how, you know, not that it's new, but I mean, it's it's different from what was on the helmet. And, yes. you know, I wouldn't really mind that going on the helmet quite frankly you know if not that i i dislike the ravens hat i think it's obviously way better than the other helmet we had and it's obviously been a great helmet but i don't know there's something about that you know the way we're carrying the shield down and everything i wonder if 
we have plans for something like that just as a as a logo redesign because it's been a while at this point mm-hmm. and not that not that you necessarily want to mess with a good thing but i'll be honest with you i i've seen a couple of the baseball caps with the shield on it it's a pretty badass logo it is it is and they're certainly incorporating a lot more this year they brought it back at midfield and things like mm-hmm. that so uh yeah, you might be right. Maybe they're they're moving in that direction to do a little uh, rebranding. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting point. Anyway, that's all I got. Enough of the uh, the the fashion police for this week. All right, that sounds good. You want to sign us off? Well, guys, as we uh, as we deal with the fans of the best football team in all the land, just try to keep it cool. Enjoy that people are jumping on the bandwagon. Don't hate. Just love that we are getting the love from everyone out there at the moment. Enjoy Lamar Jackson. And let's go Ravens. Go Ravens.